Gospel Message In the book of Genesis, chapter 32, many of us are familiar with the story of Jacob and how he wrestled with an angel. And this event happened at a time when Jacob was en route to meet with his brother Esau. And Jacob was afraid, rightly so, because he was meeting his brother again after many, many years of not having seen him right on the heels of Jacob cheating him out of his birthright and cheating him out of his blessing, the blessing that the father had given to Jacob instead of Esau because Jacob deceived his father into believing that he was Esau, therefore stole the the birthright and the blessing. The birthright Esau gave away because he traded it for a pot of stew. But the blessing Jacob stole and he stole it with deceit. And when Esau threatened to take his life after his father died, Jacob, on the urging of his mother, Rebekah, fled the land, went to live in a far off land for many, many years. And we'll get into the details of that story another time. But you can read those accounts in the book of Genesis. And I believe they start in, you know, chapter 26, I believe. So by the time we get to 32, uh, um, Genesis 32, Jacob is a married man. He has two wives now. He married two sisters. He has many um, children and he has become a wealthy man after living in the land of his father-in-law for many, many years. And God blessed him. God was with Jacob in all this time. Um, when he was traveling to the land uh, in which he, you know, was forced to exile himself because he was running from his brother. He, he spoke to God who he said was the God of his father because he was the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac. He hadn't officially become the God of Jacob because Jacob had not claimed God as his own God, but he acknowledged him as the God of my father. So Jacob beseeched the God of his father and asked him to keep him and protect him while he was on this exile and that when he was coming back, if he, if God had indeed kept him, he would, he would, he would, you know, glorify God and believe God, make him his own God. So this was the journey back. And on his way back, uh, Jacob was now told that your brother is on his way to meet you. And he has about 40,000 men with him. Jacob was petrified. And again, as I said, rightly so, because he believed his brother was nursing a grudge that he had been nursing, that he would have been nursing, I guess, for 20 years by this time. And Jacob had a whole lot more to lose this time than he did before, because when he ran away the first time, he was a bachelor. He was a, a single man, a, a, a mama's boy, so to speak, because some of the things that he did, he did at the urging of his mother. But here he was now, a, ma a husband, a father. He was a, uh, an employer. He owned property. So he had become a different person coming back. So the same surplanter slash deceiver mentality that was once in Jacob 
you know, at its height, flexing its muscles very, very strongly, didn't seem to be there anymore. Jacob had, had, had become a changed man. So he's coming back and he's, of course, afraid because he's going to meet with his brother. So he's strategizing all these all these plans, how he's going to position his family and position his servants and position his, his, his cattle and his livestock in, in a certain order so that I guess if Esau takes out the front, then everybody in the back is going to be safe. So he had this whole plan devised and he was ready to encounter his brother. But en route, this Genesis um, chapter, chapter 32 tells us that there was a time. So after he had done strategizing and making all his plans and he rose up in the night, he took his two wives and servants and he sent them over to another place for them to at least stay there. There was a moment that he was all alone. He was by himself. That's what the Bible tells us. It says, and he, he, he was all alone. And, and I guess we can deduce that this was at night maybe, or yes, it was at night. Um, so we can, again, decipher that it was a vision-like experience, but it wasn't. It was real. It really happened. But Jacob, you know, the, the way the, 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 the Bible is describing it, it's almost like, because it, it just comes upon very suddenly. And in verse 24, it says, and Jacob was left alone and there wrestled with a man until the breaking of day. That's it. That's the whole intro into that encounter. No, uh, he fell asleep. And while he was sleeping, this happened. And that. No, none of that. It just says, and Jacob was left alone. And there he wrestled with a man until the breaking of day, which means it happened before the breaking of day, which was at night. And so again, so he wrestled with this man or this angel or Christ himself. And Without going into that detail, the part I just want to get to is that this happened for a long time. There was this wrestling. So I'm asking myself, okay, why? What, what was, and, and of course, there have been 101 plus sermons preached on this. But as I'm, I'm, as I'm meditating on it, as I'm reading it, I'm asking the Lord to open it up to me. And this is what he opened up to me for the purpose of, of this message. And he says, so he... At some point in this encounter, when the, the, the one who Jacob was wrestling with, that's how refer, I will refer to him, the one with whom Jacob was wrestling, there was a time when he said to Jacob, you know, let me go. Day is about to break and I, I need to go. I cannot be here when the day breaks. Now, my, my, my understanding is that Jacob could not see this person. He knew there was someone there. He knew there was someone there, but he could not behold him with his eyes. He couldn't see him. But Jacob was physically in a struggle with a being. And that was why the, 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 the one said, you know, let me go. Let me go. Um, he says, I went, he says, and when he saw that he prevailed um, not against him, he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go. 
he said, I will not let you go. This is Jacob until you bless me. So the, the scripture just kept referring to him as he, and he said, and he, he touched Jacob's thigh. He, 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 it doesn't say definitively who he was. So during this struggle that with this, um, with the one with whom Jacob wrestled and, and, and before, and after he touched his thigh and everything, it's almost like he was exasperated because Jacob was in the, Jacob was relentless. He was not letting him go. And he says, I won't let you go until you bless me. So as I was, I was thinking to myself and I said, this is the same Jacob, sly, slick, devious, duplicitous, always scheming, always looking at you know, out for his interest, always trying to get for, you know, his, his selfish needs. This was before when he, he was coming to the land. And now here he is again, but it's no longer for a selfish need per se. Jacob is so afraid of what he's about to encounter. He's, he's literally afraid of all his chickens coming home to roost. And he's not looking forward to the roosting of those chickens because he knew that he did wrong. He knew that he did wrong, but he knew that he had no way of knowing what he was going to face with Esau. So here was this encounter. So this is like his last chance between, and, he's, and, and it's almost like he's playing this prayer, like, you gotta save me. You just have to save me. I don't know how you're going to save me. I don't know what you're going to do, but you need to save me. You need to save me. You need to deliver me from this hour that's about to come upon me. Dave, he was a desperate man, desperate in that moment to the point that the one with whom he wrestles was like, leave me alone. I got to go. You know, the day is about to break, you know, let me go. And Jacob was like, nope. Not until you bless me, I'm not letting you go. But here's the thing that, that this whole um, message is about. So when he did that, and after Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me, what was the next thing the one said? He said, what is your name? And I just found that he didn't ask him, what do you want? He didn't ask him, what do you need? He didn't say, okay, how can I bless you? He asked a very fundamental question. He said, what is your name? And Jacob said, Jacob, you know, it's almost like, and it's a phenomenal passage to me. It blows my mind. And it's like when he, it's like he knew what Jacob was looking for. He knew it, but he needed Jacob to come to the realization of who he was, to come to the realization of what he was. What is your name? His name is Jacob, surplanter deceiver. It is all my wicked, selfish, self-centered ways that have led me to this point. This is who I am. I am Jacob. Yes, everything that is about to come upon me, I am deserving of because I have been the one to lead myself to this point. He needed to see it. He needed to own it. He needed to understand who he was. And he also needed to understand that who he was, was not glorifying God. It did not serve him well up until this point and it had to change. Jacob was desperate for deliverance, but God wasn't just looking to deliver him from his brother. God was looking to deliver him from himself. 
He needed to be a changed man. But before he could be a changed man, he needed to understand the kind of man that he was in that moment up until that moment. And that's why he was asked, what is your name? And he said, my name is Jacob. And he, the one said, thy name shall no more be called Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men and have prevailed. Up until then, Jacob had been in a constant struggle. He struggled with Esau. He struggled with his father-in-law. He struggled with Leah. So it was always something, some sort, and his mind, he was just wired that way. And though God blessed him while he was in the land of his father-in-law, in the land of Laban, God blessed him with cattle. God blessed him with livestock. God blessed him with children. God blessed him. God, who blesses whom he blesses and curses whom he curses. He is God. He can. He knows the end from the beginning. It is not as we men see things and judge that God judges. He sees beyond anything we can see or imagine or understand. And so if he saw it fit to bless Jacob, even when Jacob was still Jacob, he knew why. And he knew that Jacob was not going to remain Jacob forever. But Jacob had to be Jacob in order for Jacob to become Israel. But Jacob had to understand that. God already knew. Jacob needed to know. And so he asked him, what is your name? Who are you? What are you? How are you? And are you tired of being that way? Are you ready to be made new? This was Jacob's born again moment where he died to Jacob and rose to Israel. When we run around in all the messes that we have created for ourselves in this life, for all the holes that we have dug ourselves into and we go around saying devil, 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 devil. Sometimes the devil doesn't have to do anything. He just sits down and watches us make a mess of our own lives all by ourselves. When we get ourselves into predicaments that we get into with our eyes wide open and then we start scrambling and disturbing God up until daybreak. Oh, you have to bless me. You have to deliver me. You have to save me. It is right that we come to God for the deliverance. But it's also right that we know who we are. What is your name? Who are you? What is my name? Who am I? We need to start making a face-to-face -face confrontations with ourselves and see ourselves for what we truly are. And it is in that moment that we will now understand how we are nothing without the deliverance of God. So often we are our own worst enemy, our natural life that we, we pledge allegiance to has so much dominion over us. And we see that natural life and we call it the Christ life. It is not the Christ life. Because in order for us to enter that Christ life, we have to be able to look our natural life in the face and say, this is me. I am that man. I am that woman. I am Jacob, deceiver supplanter or whatever other name we have but we have to answer the question 
what is your name? Because if God is going to deliver us and he wills to deliver us, it is a total and complete deliverance, not just from our circumstances, but from who we are so that he can make us who he wills us to be. So go out there and wrestle with him. Wrestle with him and say, I will not let you go until you bless me. Wrestle with him in who you are, in what you are, in how you are. We have to wrestle with him so that when the day is about to break, he will now ask us, what is your name? And when we honestly answer, he, our Lord God, Jehovah, will now give us a new name and establish us in his way. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.